This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Hey, great podcast today. We talk about the digital dollar, which is a special I'm doing tonight, 9 p.m., only on Blaze TV. I think you can actually get it on Pluto. And is it going to be on YouTube? We I never know. I think it is. I think it's it like, is. Be a, a spin the wheel. Never know what they're going to say. We got to cancel because of this. Uh, but it's a, a special tonight. We talk a little bit about this uh, here. Also, the incredible story of Judge Jackson. All that and so much more on today's podcast. Big shows tonight on Blaze TV as well. BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. Promo code is Glenn. You got a, a brand new Studios America followed by a brand new Glenn TV. You don't want to miss either one of them. It's going to be uh, really interesting uh, stuff. And we will get into that as well. You can subscribe at BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. Um, and uh, The Great Reset, available now. Don't miss it. Uh, it's from Glenn Beck, of course, and Justin Haskins, the real brains behind the operation. Uh, that's available in bookstores everywhere. And you can get the audiobook and the digital copies as well on Amazon. Make sure to check it out. You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck program. So, Stu, Judge Jackson said that she just can't define uh, what a woman is. Uh, Here she is. Cut four. Uh, Can you provide a definition for the word woman? Mm. Can I provide a definition? Mm -hmm. No. Yeah. No. I can't. You can't? Not in this context. I'm not a biologist. I'm not a biologist. Okay. Mm. All right. Well, neither, neither, you know, really are people that taught the entire world, the teachers, uh, you know, that, that taught us the difference between (laughs) men and women. Uh, Neither are the, the family and the parents. Maybe that's why the school boards really believe that parents shouldn't be teachers. I mean, unless you're a biologist. If you're a biologist, then you can answer. I mean, I don't know how many times my kids have said, Daddy, what's a woman? And I've said, no, I can't tell you that. I can't tell you that. I don't know. I can't provide an explanation or a definition of a woman. I love this. It's like, uh, is it raining outside? I don't know. I'm not a meteorologist. (laughs) You know, you should be able to figure this out. So, uh... Here's the definition of a woman. Uh, A woman, biologically speaking, has ovaries and a uterus and a vagina. They can lactate. And, I, Mm. you know, I'm pretty sure that it's not just that you could get anything out of any nipple. Uh, You need to be able to lactate. And a woman (laughs) has that. Um, They give birth naturally by passing a baby through a birth canal. Um, Mm. So, so who, you know, is this true or are you just saying things that could be potentially true? No, those are true. Wow. Those are true. Really? Um, I think now I, I don't want to get too technical here, but uh, a man has a penis and a woman has a vagina. 
Now, mm. I'm no. Oh, wait a minute. I am a doctor. Oh, that's right. I am a doctor. Of humanities, so, which you'd so you'd really know this. Anything to do with humans, I I have. Right. I, I've got it <laughs> mastered. How that works, but yeah, no, and mm-hmm. you've got it. You know, there are many things that uh, over time have been labeled a mental disease, um, but I do believe the the clear definition here of a mental disease is pretending that you don't know the difference between a man and a woman. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think it's I think that's crystal clear. And what's funny is uh, so many of the people who deny God's existence because it's a man in the sky. You can't see him. You can't hear him. You can't prove that he exists. Many of those people are the same people that somehow or another can see the wiener in the baby in the bathing suit, but still says there's no evidence that that's a man. Isn't that weird? Hmm. It's, it's stunning. It it's is stunning. Yeah. So the same people that will go mm-hmm. like I did a couple of weeks ago and, and, and get a new puppy. Yeah. We, we were told it was a girl. How mm. do we know? We're not veterinarians. <laughs> How can we make such a distinction? Wow. And you can't ask the puppy. No, the yeah. puppy never tells you yet. Every single one of these people owns a dog. Mm-hmm. And those people are able to tell. They say, come here. Good boy. Good boy. Oh, they're so evil. Evil. They have never. Yeah. They have no idea whether it's well, a boy or a girl. I will tell you that, uh, you know, I raise cattle and mm. walking behind the cattle. <laughs> I cannot tell the difference. Really? There is no difference. And uh, let me tell you, it's dangerous. When you go to try to milk those cows, you be, I don't know which one's which. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. And it is not safe. I like it. It's, it's no longer two plus two equals five. It's two plus two equals I don't know. I'm not a mathematician. Yes, it is. And, you know, when we first read 1984, we thought that could never happen. That could never happen. And we really did think, I mean, I did. I, I know Stu, we were just talking about it off air. Stu, Stu brought it up today. Two plus two equals five. We thought that was ridiculous. Ah, I remember thinking that's, it's, you know, I understand the point of the book and it's a good book, but come on, that would never happen in real life. People would not say two plus two equals five under duress. No. no. And guess what? That's what, when you look at the picture of Leah Thomas next to those two women on the, uh, you know, with the awards there. It's clear. It's clear. That's what it is. Yeah. Two plus two equals five. You're supposed to say that it's five, and everyone that says it's five gets banned off of Twitter. Yeah. Well, it, it, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Uh, this is the emperor's new clothes. I read that fairy tale when I was a kid. Didn't understand that one. You know, these fairy yeah. tales exist for a reason. For a reason, yeah. To teach people. And, the emperor has no clothes we are there we are there we are looking at joe biden our emperor who is completely senile not someone who i i think should be around a desk without a button let alone a desk with a button he is senile he is absolutely corrupt we have the evidence that he has taken money from the from the people that we are currently talking about war with. He's taken money from Ukraine. He has taken money from Russia. He has taken money from China. And we're expected not to say anything. The emperor has no clothes. 
You know, I got to tell you, uh, Rochelle uh, Walensky, it's a man. I mean, to quote, no, no, no. I'm going to quote the great <laughs> biologist. Just clear. Uh, I, I'm going to quote the great biologist, Austin Powers. It's a man, man. <laughs> I believe you're thinking of Rachel Levine here. Uh, Rochelle Walensky, oh, I don't geez. think she's sorry. A- Sorry. Yes, I am. Sorry, it would be yeah. interesting to see. Yes. I don't. I've yes. never heard anyone make that. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michelle, uh, uh, Rachel Levine is the one. You're yeah. Rachel Levine. <laughs> I don't know how. I, Rachel Levine. It's a man, man. OK, that's all there is. And where the confusion would come in is if she were actually a woman and looked like that. Then there would be confusion. Then you'd be like, I, I well, this was the bit back on SNL with It's Pat, right? Right. That was like, you couldn't tell what gender it was, and it was confusing to everyone, and that was mm-hmm. the joke. And everyone was like, ah, ha, 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 good heart, good-hearted joke. No longer. Uh, the, the same people now wouldn't, would not be able to define what a woman even was. How can the joke be funny if we don't know what it is? And by the way, you know, Glenn, when you're a Supreme Court justice, the words... Matter. And the definition of the words matter. Yes. And the word woman is in a lot of these rulings. Yes. How is she going to determine yes. what's going on? I know. In, in, in well, these cases. That's, well, that's why we need to have birthing person mm. instead of woman. By the way, Washington uh, just passed a, a new law. They changed uh, the law on abortion. Uh, so it's not just for women. It's for birthing people so men can have an abortion and i just want you to do the math with me here so a man can claim that he's a woman then have a baby inserted inside of him to where he carries it i i i don't know is there like next to the liver or someplace he carries the child. A fanny pack. I believe it's a, they it's a, fanny, it pack. a fanny pack. Yeah. Okay. So he carries the child <laughs> and then he goes to a Planned Parenthood to have them kill the child. Yay. So we've done it. Circle gang. of life, boys we, and girls. We have done it. We are such a great, great society, aren't we? Mm. By the way, um, you know, they were talking about kitty porn uh, because apparently she has left a few people uh you know let a few people go uh uh, that were you know pedophiles and and she said well you know uh i mean it's so easy to find pedophile material now and have it on your computer i i mean i don't know i mean it's like joe biden said i mean who doesn't have you know that experience who doesn't have a little child porn on their computer you know what i mean uh but here's here's the thing that i uh I found interesting, uh, and I just would like to point this out. And again, I don't want to be judgmental here at all, but CNN, you, you probably should not have Jeffrey Tubin on to discuss pornography or child porn. I'm just throwing that one out there. Because we don't normally say that government should get involved in media. In fact, it's against the Constitution in Correct. many ways. But this particular case... I think we should make an exception and ban mm. Jeffrey Tubin from talking about any type of porn. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, you mm-hmm. can't bring him on as an expert. No. I mean, he may be an expert on porn, 
Uh, that he that, probably he is. Got, I mean, we're living in a society <laughs> where Rachel Levine is, you know, a woman of mm. the year. So you never you never know. Uh, by the way, Leah Thomas is so beautiful, isn't it? Isn't she? Say it. Say it. Leah Thomas is so beautiful. Yes. So she is so beautiful. I don't know if you know this. And I think this is I think this is horrible um, because the Today Show did not need to airbrush any of the photos or the video of uh, of beautiful, beautiful uh, Leah Thomas. Um, I don't know why they did that. I don't know why they chose to. <laughs> you don't know why, huh? Mm-mm, I don't. They did, uh, it was an interesting Photoshop job. It did, it almost seemed like they were trying to f- feminize her in some way. And if it's already a woman, why would you need why to do would, that? Right? Why would you need to do that? You're, she's already done all the hard work of being a woman for such you a know, long don't, time. Don't women have a hard enough job without the Today Show airbrushing? <laughs> so everybody looks at her and says, oh my gosh, I could never be that beautiful. Right. You are just... <laughs> You're just making it harder for the average woman if we have to see these perfect women all the time airbrushed. Mm, we've got a 25 car pileup in the uh, narrative intersection. <laughs> <laughs> I feel a little bad that we have not been officially banned on Twitter because of this. I feel like we haven't yeah, done our job. I don't know that we want to necessarily beg for that, but. Uh, I I am a little surprised. I mean, oh. I did an entire segment naming Leah Thomas the woman of woman of the year. Mm-hmm. Now it was very sarcastic, Glenn, and it seemed some people detected, and I know I didn't intend this, of course, at all. But course some not. people detect, detected sarcasm when I said Leah Thomas was the only good female driver. Um, <laughs> I, but no, no. Huh? Uh, I mean, of course, you win Women of the Year if you're the only good female driver. Sure, uh, sure. But it's, it's <laughs> we just couldn't put our finger on why she was better mm. than all of the women That's in these in, in, in these races and in so many other ways. Yeah, uh, and but, one of the only uh, women that doesn't look sexier when she smokes smokes a cigar for some reason. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> Let's, See, these are all good all points the, that should totally get you banned ex- from Twitter. <laughs> exactly right. Well, maybe this story will do it okay uh disney has a list of their worker demands uh the company's lgbtq workers i don't know what they do with the i and the two and the plus but they don't care apparently they have been protesting its response to uh the controversial legislation it's not controversial just in news stories it is um and um they are um they are now saying that they want uh, a mammoth footprint in Florida politically. They also want to go after Texas and our governor. Uh, and they want the company to be much more magical uh, when it comes to uh, politics. Can I ask you something? Something says to me that liberals are have made the point that companies are not people and so they shouldn't be able to use all their money for political influence Mm, i have heard that before i have heard that too that's weird because that's not where they're that's not where they're going now here's the great thing and i know we've all been begging for more of this uh but the uh, lgbt task force 
uh, set to be led by Disney Studios Senior Vice President of Communications and Senior Vice President of Global Marketing for Disney Park Experiences and Products. Uh, They have reported that they want to be seen as a force for good for LGBT children and adult communities. Uh, And so they are going to make more LGBT content for children. Um, And uh, and I think, you know, I think this is really I mean, who hasn't been who hasn't been screaming for more content? LGBT content for our children from disney Mm. i mean oh my gosh it's nonstop. the need is so so deep uh uh, there was a there's a new cheaper by the dozen out by disney yeah except there's only nine kids is it nine (laughs) i I Mm -hmm. just straight yeah but uh you know a friend of a friend uh had their kid just picked it as a movie they figured it was disney it's kids uh opens up with a outside shot of the house blm signs on the front oh yeah uh, you know, these bizarre scenes where like, you know, I guess it's a white husband and a, and a, mm-hmm. and a black wife. And she's like, I, people are staring at me at the pool. And he's like, wow, they're not staring at you. And she's like, you don't understand what it's like to be like me and be stared at at the pool. Now, I don't know. Maybe she was an actress in a bikini and that's why she was being stared at. No, the pool. no, no. It, it is. It's it is all about that. But that's that's yeah. uh, what 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 is going on? Disney has decided that it is their job and their place to raise our children and tell us what's right and wrong and not to enchant us with magical uh, experiences. Mm. Uh, I am done with Disney. This is the best of the Glenn Beck program, and we really want to thank you for listening. Okay, so let's look at what happened over the past couple of weeks due to uh, Russia's invasion. The global corporate community has united in parallel with world governments. The DHS has labeled misinformation as a terror threat, while at the same time, the media and even elected government officials are calling Americans treasonous for asking questions about what's going on in Ukraine. The crackdown is coming, but the big change that is on the horizon is what's about to happen to the global financial system. Anyone who is paying attention understands what Joe Biden said yesterday is true when he came as there's a new world order formulating. It's actually begun and it's creating a new axis power hostile to the United States. We are now making moves to decouple from the U.S. dollar. We are not just the rest of the world. We are. Now, our enemies wish to weaken us, but ironically, so does our own government. It goes right along with the Great Reset. They want and need a weak dollar and to take its place, I kid you not, a single global currency. Their words, not mine. In the meantime, the path to full control and submission will go straight through a U.S. digital dollar. It's being built right now. ESG could enforce with the press of a button. Privacy, a thing of the past. Local banks probably won't survive. 
And they can also print whatever they want with zero oversight. This is MMT, Modern Monetary Theory, on steroids. And for the Great Reset, it has to get done. Bretton Woods 3, the next great global financial shift, is underway. And I will show you what it looks like and what it all means tonight at 9 p.m. Eastern. How Ukraine's crisis will usher in a digital dollar disaster tonight at nine on Blaze TV. Sign up now. Join us. We need your support. Uh, you can join us at blazetv.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code Glenn and save. All right. I wanted to bring uh, Justin Haskins in. He is the co-author of The Great Reset, the editorial director of the Heartland Institute, editor-in-chief of StoppingSocialism.com. He is also the co-author of my new book that is out, The Great Reset. By the way, it is in stores again, and it is in a hardbound copy. I highly recommend that you get the hardbound. You can listen to it on audiobook. But please get the hardbound. It has 50 pages of fine print uh, footnotes. You can have the argument with your friends or whoever. No, no. This is from WhiteHouse.gov or USTreasury.gov. Welcome, Justin. How are you? Oh, I'm, I'm doing really well. I'm doing really well. I've uh, <laughs> taken the advice of Bloomberg. Uh-huh. I've decided to uh, deal with all the effects of inflation. I'm off of beat now. I'm only eating lentils, dried wow. lentils all the time. That That's is all I'm eating. great. Well, thank you for eating dry rental, uh, lentils because we don't want to use too much water either. Uh, no, so, I care about the climate, Glenn. So, I care about the climate. Justin, you wrote an article for Newsweek, uh, Biden's plan for a digital dollar, massive threat to freedom. You can find that now at Newsweek.com. Um, but if I hear one more person say, this, that'll never happen. That'll never happen. It's going to happen sooner than people think. Agree? 100%. We know for a fact that this is the case. When we were working on the Great Reset book, and not, not everyone knows this, but we started writing that in 2020, way back in 2020. And when we were writing the Great Reset book, we talked about, we quoted from people involved in that movement who are affiliated with Joe Biden using words like a new world order and talking about the possibility of a digital currency, switching to a digital currency. And we, there's a whole chapter in the book about modern monetary theory that discusses all of those things. And we are now seeing this play out in real time. This is actually happening. The things that we were called crazy for a couple of years ago are now happening. This new executive order issued by the Biden administration not only says that the federal government needs to study the issue of creating a digital currency, and produce a report within six months on this, even though we've already had a bunch of reports about this, including one that came out in January from the mm-hmm. Fed. It says that within seven months, 210 days of the order, there needs to be legislation produced, produced by the Treasury Department, the Attorney General, and the, the chair of the Fed. They need to get together and create a legislative proposal for a digital dollar and present it to the White House. So you don't do that within seven months no. unless you've been planning to, to do this a major, major shift and we, in the modern. In, and we know what? they have been. I mean, we know that this has been a push all over the world. And we, you know, we also, as I'm going to explain tonight, I'm going to show you what the Fed has been doing in Boston with MIT. 
they already have it. They already know what what they're what they're looking to do on this executive order uh, is a little creepy. Why, Justin, would you need to talk to businesses, uh, activist groups, environmental groups? Why would why would the government need to get their opinion on a new dollar, a new currency? Yeah. The only reason that you would be talking to those, and then that that's not you just speculating. That comes directly from the White House. They said that they've been working with industry, labor, consumer, environmental groups, international allies and partners. Why would you be working with all of these people on a dollar, the old, on a new currency? The only reason you would be working with them on that is because the currency is going to be programmable. It's going to be programmable, controllable, trackable traceable and you'll be able to manage it set restrictions for it anytime you want that's the only reason you would be concerned with talking to environmentalists for example when trying to develop or labor unions when trying to develop a currency like this they have they have given it away when in the executive order itself it says that they want to promote of use this currency to promote financial inclusion and equity and to fight climate change and pollution well how do you do that how do you how do you do that unless it's a programmable, controllable currency? And the words financial inclusion are six times in are in six times it's mentioned in executive order. And equity and climate change are mentioned four times each. That's fourteen times they mention terms like that in his executive order. So it's un, it's really important that people understand programmable. And um, we have new video. Do we have this uh, ready? This is. This is from the uh, Fed in St. Louis, right? Do you know the background yeah. of this? Explain who this yeah. is that we're about to hear. You're about to hear, uh, this is a, from a Q&A session in 2021 with David Andalfato, who's a senior vice president and economist with the St. Louis Fed. He is, the, he is an expert on digital currency. And Q&A is about uh, what's going to happen with a potential digital currency created by the Fed in the future. And the person asks, the person who's asking the question says, can, you, can the Fed assure us that, uh, meaning the public, that these digital currencies won't ever be used to tell us when, how, or where our money can be spent? And then he responds with this incredible answer. Listen to this. Yeah, I mean, in life, one can't give absolute assurances of anything. Um, if I, if I, but if I understand the question correctly, I think the the um, the caller is concerned about the potential, uh, you know, privacy that would be associated, say, with a government sort of uh, digital currency. Uh, this is this is an ongoing debate uh, that we have all the time about uh mm. you know how much privacy is is desirable I mean, there, there's a bit of a trade-off here uh as well because um you, you know we, we don't know for example what sort of entities might make use of these uh central bank digital currencies for nefarious purposes say to finance terrorist activities uh terrorist activities so you know uh, we might want the government to monitor certain types of, of transactions as well and you know we see this in the anti-money laundering laws and the kyc laws um, so there's a, it, there's a trade-off. I can't, I, one can't give assurances for sure, but I mean, I think what we can be assured of is that, uh, Congress will respond to the electorate's concerns and this is kind of <laughs> the best we can hope for. Okay, good, good. Okay. So what he's saying here is, you know, we're gonna, we're gonna monitor for terrorists, et cetera, et cetera. The problem is 
Um, that's his opinion. Uh, and how do you define terrorist? But it's also really important that you look overseas because they've already had this conversation three or four years ago uh, in uh, Great Britain and Parliament. The reason why the digital currency debate kind of uh, uh, stopped and went uh, uh, went uh, uh, closed quarters is because they started having this debate. Well, what if we want people to buy certain things or not buy certain things? Uh, and that's what a digital programmable currency will do. Yeah, that, that's exactly right. And his response actually is extremely telling. If somebody asks you, hey, are you guys going to use this as a tool to control our lives and manipulate us and decide what we can buy and when, what we can't buy and when? Uh, what would be the response if your plan was not to do that? Your response would be, no, that's crazy. Of course, we're not going to do that. And instead, he begins with, in life, one can't give absolute assurances of anything, really. I mean, what kind of response is that unless that's the goal? And, and going back to what you said about terrorism, we just saw this play out in Canada, yep. where people who supported the freedom truckers were literally being called terrorists by the government. And by the way, the parents in Virginia were also labeled as terrorists. If you're labeled terrorist by the government and they have a right to shut down all terrorist activities uh, and shut down the use of the digital currency. Well, what would have happened? Would that have happened? What happened in Canada to the truckers? Would that have happened to the parents in Virginia? And would people have even stood up if they knew that was a possibility? According to most people in the Democratic Party today, at least if you watch CNN, almost everybody who supports Donald Trump is an insurrectionist. Correct. So wouldn't they be a part of all of this as well? This is so incredibly dangerous, and they are openly talking about these things. They're saying that they're going to use this as programmable currency to control and manipulate society, of course, for the betterment of everyone, uh, according to them, right? But that's, they're very open about it. All people have to do is listen and watch and believe what people are saying to them. Just take these people at their word. Take them seriously, and you will see that this is the plan to use a digital currency, a whole new currency to control and manipulate society. So the measures that Biden um, announced, they say, will focus on six key areas, consumer and investor protection. What does that mean? Fine. Well, I, I mean, consume. Go ahead. No, I, price controls would be my guess. Price controls potentially determining how much money you can spend on, I don't know, gasoline or whatever, providing incentives for people to spend more money on uh, solar power, uh, determining whether you should be buying products that are good for you or bad for you, like, say, sugary drinks or something. I mean, the possibilities are truly endless. Now, that is that sounds crazy, but let me tell you something that happened yesterday. By a three-to-one vote with all Democratic members voting yes and the sole Republican voting mem- member voting no, the SEC, Securities and Exchange Commission, advanced the proposed rule compelling companies to disclose climate-related risks. 
The goal of the new regulation is to discourage Wall Street investment managers from giving oil and gas companies the investments they need to increase domestic energy production. Once the regulation is fully implemented, publicly traded companies would be forced to provide data on their own carbon emissions, how much energy they consume and how much carbon emissions are generated by their suppliers and customers. Environmental, social and governance investors would then use this data to deprive fossil fuel producers of the capital they need to increase domestic energy production. The new regulation will also force companies to get their emissions data independently certified by a third party. So if you don't think that that's what they're doing, well, then what is this from the SEC just yesterday? Um, Justin, yesterday I talked about uh, the cyber war warnings that are starting to come from the United States. There's more of them again uh, coming out today. And you wrote to me last night and said, wait, Glenn, you, you don't forget a couple of things. You want to go over that? Yeah, absolutely. This is so important. Remember that the Great Reset only happens when you have some sort of serious crisis that needs to be dealt with. And so COVID was 80 seconds. Sorry. Yeah, the initial uh, uh, justification. So the new, one of the various war games that these people who've been involved with the Great Reset have been running over the past couple of years that could be a potential trigger for continuing the Great Reset is a cyber pandemic or potential cyber warfare. July 2021, World Economic Forum hosted a massive event. Uh, they've been heavily involved in the Great Reset, obviously, 200 teams from 48 countries participating with corporations and banks, all talking about how they could transform the, the how they could work together in the event of a cyber pandemic, a big cyber warfare event or something like that. In December 2021, Reuters reported 10 countries, including the United States and other European countries, uh, held uh, a, a major cyber attack, a war game that looked at a major cyber attack on the global financial system in an attempt to increase cooperation. Again, that could help to minimize any potential damage to the financial markets and banks. This was another big war game. Uh, and at what's the solution at, at, that they came up with at the end of all of this? Some of the solutions, according to Reuters, the participants discussed multilateral policies to respond to this cyber pandemic crisis, including a coordinated bank holiday, debt repayment grace periods, swap repo agreements and coordinated delinking from major currency. That would be us. Where? Oh, also anybody who is podcasting or broadcasting anything other than everything is is fine will also need to be silenced. That also, according to Reuters. Justin, thank you so much. The book is out. The Great Reset. Get it now. The best of the Glenn Beck program. All right. I want to introduce you to a guy from Georgia. Um, He he was uh, he joined the army nine days after 9-11 to defend uh, freedom. He spent the next 15 years. Uh, flying in and out of uh, combat. He, he has a master's degree in aeronautical science, so I don't know, but I think I can call him a rocket scientist with that. I'm not sure. Now he is uh, a Georgia state representative and the vice chair of the Georgia Freedom Caucus. Philip, welcome. Philip Singleton. 
Hey, Glenn, thanks for having me on. Thank you for everything, especially for your work in the Freedom Caucus. I, I think the Freedom Caucus uh, deserves the credit for any kind of shred of freedom that we have left right now. You guys are truly all over the country. The only ones I see that we can count on to stand up. So thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. You know, somebody's got to stand in the gap. And unfortunately, uh, courage is probably the least consistent trade amongst politicians in America. You know, courage and and brain power. These guys are morons. They just <laughs> right. they really don't think you know, I talk to a lot of Republicans like, yeah, there's all kinds of problems going on. We're about to lose our country. And you tell them something like what you're going to say. And they're like, oh, that's crazy. That's not happening. Really? Spend five minutes and look into HB one oh one three. This is the Obamacare for mental health in Georgia. Explain it. Yeah. So, Glenn, you're, I mean, you hit the nail on the head. So what this bill does um, it, 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 it's a government mandate. It's a massive mandate, the largest one we've had since Obamacare passed, uh, that mandates that every insurance company in the state has to cover mental health. Uh, and, and we'll get into the details of that later. But um, it's it's very broad and wide ranging um, and gives them a tremendous amount of power to some federal uh, medical bureaucrats, which we've all seen how well that's been working over the last couple of years. Uh, it also mandates that individuals get these insurance coverages that, you know, every individual has to carry insurance. Um, it's a, it's a private mandate. It, it reduces the requirements of imminent, uh, threat to harm yourself or others before the police can, can find you up to 48 hours without due process. It essentially takes that requirement away. It just says they have to have a reasonable expectation. You might commit a crime, um, that it, it, it goes on and on Glenn, but the, it, the it, bottom line is, wait, 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 let me, let me go through some of these, these other, cause I, this is terribly frightening. You know, every Every country, when it goes bad, it starts locking people up for mental health disorders. And those mental health disorders are, you know, could be as broad as climate change denier. There is something wrong with this person. This bill blurs a line between criminal behavior and mental health disorders. Associated Press reports police would have the authority to take people for mental health treatment without witnessing a crime. Also, involuntary commitment procedures from imminently life-endangering crisis to a reasonable expectation that significant psychiatric deterioration will occur in the near future. So this makes this much easier to institutionalize people against their will, right? Oh, oh yeah. Don't don't be drunk on the street corner wearing a MAGA hat uh, when this bill passes. You know, there's... You're, you're crazy and they're going to lock you up. And it's, it's terrifying. What, you know, what's more interesting, too, is, you know, this is Georgia's the epicenter, uh, you know, the political universe. It was last election cycle. We're going to be again this election cycle. So it's not an accident, Glenn, that they're trying to get the quote unquote Republican House, Republican Senate, Republican governor in Georgia to, to pass a bill that, you know, the one of the authors said was based off the Illinois, California and Oregon versions of single payer. Um, if they can pass Jeez. that here, then they can take over health care everywhere. And that's exactly what they're trying to do. OK, so this is disturbing. And I imagine you're coming from the same angle. Not only is this a massive um, uh, opening to mental health and a big burden on everybody cost wise, et cetera, et cetera. But when you're talking about uh, a mental health issue uh, and 
it allows you to take guns from people with mental health issues. This scares the hell out of me because a lot of of our service personnel came back and they were suffering from PTSD. And that's on the record. Would this allow them to lose their guns and their rights? Yeah. Yeah. So it's look, it's a very slippery slope. And a lot of that's going to depend on the interpretation of attorney general time. But just for your listeners and you, let me break, break it down very quickly. Essentially, what this bill does is it points to a, a liberal document called the DSM-5 that's published by the APA. You know, the APA, New York Times did a 2016 study. Uh, they published it in the New York Times, right? They're, they're all known for great journalism. But even they talk about how the APA is an extremely left-wing Democrat organization. Oh, my gosh. Uh, but what this does is we cede all of the power to the APA DSM-5 for definitions of all mental health conditions. And then this bill requires the state... Uh, and these insurance companies to track everyone who has a mental health condition, which I hate to tell you this, Glenn, everybody has got something oh, that's yeah. listed in this DSM-5, you know, whether it's erectile dysfunction or, sleep, or, you know, a sleep disorder or ADHD, you've got a mental health condition, according to the left-wing APA. Well, if you have a mental health condition, you're not a lawful weapons owner. So it's a very short link, link um, from, you know, Governor Stacey Abrams, if God forbid she gets elected in November, which, which by the way, she came out two days ago praising this bill that every single Democrat in the legislature supports and passed, by the way. So when Republicans are passing Democrat health care measures, I think we've got bigger concerns at hand. But what, what they're doing is they're praising that because, you know, it's a very short leap for them to say, hey, you know what? Um, all these people that we are now tracking in this database that have a mental condition, we've got to go in and for their own safety, make sure that they don't have any firearms. Okay, uh, so it's it's not it's not what's in the bill, Glenn. It's what the bill does. Oh, I know? Uh, no, I I I know. And people are just so stupid when they say this will never mean good heavens, man. When we passed the Patriot Act and said we have to start listening to terrorists, did you ever think that it would mean parents at a school board meeting? Of course not. If stop thinking these things can't happen, they are happening. Okay, so last week the House passed this awful bill, one hundred and sixty-nine to three. So all Democrats and all but three Republicans supported this. That's right. What? Yeah. Look, it, the bill. The bill is being pushed by the Speaker of the House himself, David Ralston. So. Uh, he's spoken on committee, and he's putting every lever that he has of government behind it to to to, uh, to make sure that the bill passes. You know, there, it's not a. I mean, Glenn, you've been around long enough to know. There's a reason the bill came up on the on the first day in session back during qualifying, right? If you voted against this bill, here goes your primary qualifier. You know, and the other two members, by the way, who voted no with me, two Freedom Caucus members. Uh, that week, they both got primary challengers. You know, I didn't because the speaker already drew me out of my district and redistricted me in the last year because they'd <laughs> rather have a liberal Democrat than a conservative Republican. But the, the, this is the way so that they operate. And it's just it's all big government. It's all government growth and expansion. Uh, and people need to realize that this is the, the aim of this is one thing. It's to consolidate power with the government mm -hmm. and take away your ability and, and mental health. You know, God bless them. It's a crisis in the country, and it's a crisis largely caused by government intervention and, and taking away civil liberties. And so the, the concept of even using the government to solve a problem caused by the government, you know, your, your listeners get the irony, but unfortunately many don't. Well, that, that's also another tool of 
the dictatorships, they make every they, they find ways to make everyone possibly in violation of something. And then they only apply it to those that they want to apply it to. Uh, and mental health, that's easy. I mean, we have heard, you know, if you stand up against, um, you know, transgenderism, you're going to be the one called that you have a mental disease. You have some sort of hatred that is uh, that is just pouring through you. Um, this will this bill will actually the taxpayers will be forced to pay for sex change operations, right? Oh, yeah, that, that's exactly right. So, you know, the authors of the bill will fight this. But uh, the reality is what the bill does, because it points to the DSM-5, it says that everything in this liberal document has to be covered by insurance. Well, the DSM-5 uh, currently says that there are four treatments for gender dysphoria. Uh, two of them are medical, so steroid injections or surgery, which means, you know, one plus one equals two, Glenn. You don't have to be, a, you know, a, a rocket scientist, you know, mm-hmm. pun intended, to understand the meaning of the legislation, which is that it, it yeah, and, and it, you're going to have to pay for transgender surgery. And let me tell you what, churches are going to have to pay for it. There's no religious exemption. To, you know, it's, it's little sisters of the poor all over again, because if you have if you're a church yeah. provider and you have Blue Cross Blue Shield, well, your premiums are going to go up and you're going to be paying for uh, transgender reassignment surgery for someone uh, and, which, by the way, we don't even have age limits on that yet. And the APA doesn't want age limits on it. They're completely fine with a 10-year-old getting their genitalia cut off and mutilated by their parents to serve some woke objective. It's disgusting. Okay, so this is past the House, but it now goes to the Senate in Georgia. Once the bill leaves subcommittee, it then has to go to full committee and then the rules committee and then the Senate floor. So there is time to defeat this, but it has to be defeated in the Senate, right? That's right. It's got it's got to be defeated in the Senate. Um, I, there's I mean, there's a chance that the governor with enough pressure with your viewers and other viewers, you know, the governor is in a primary. Uh, he's been pretty silent on this bill. Uh, there's a chance that the governor would veto it if it somehow sneaks back through. But um, it, there's no chance without listeners getting engaged without okay. national attention, because the, the legislature up here, um, you know, it makes the D.C. swamp look a little bit funny. The legislature down here is a complete swamp. Uh, and it, it takes engaged citizens. They all stuff, are. Kind of stuff. I'm telling you, they all are. I, I'm so sick to my stomach about these legislatures. And quite honestly, these Republicans, uh, they make me sick to my stomach. They have sold us out lock, stock, and barrel in many, many cases. And uh, I don't know what they're doing, but they're not paying attention to what's really happening in the world. Um, all right. So- Glenn, it's why, it's why the Freedom Caucus is so important. You know, the National Freedom Caucus has stood in the gap in D.C. These state freedom caucuses are popping up in states across the country with the State Freedom Caucus Network. Uh, that's what we do. You know, we, we are the ones that are in the legislature that are, are standing up. I mean, I was in a meeting yesterday and I stood up and said, you guys are furious with me. And all I have done is continue to abide by the Republican Party platform and oppose the mm-hmm. things that we are opposed to. And that's the difference between a Freedom Caucus member and a not Freedom Caucus member. We're about the principles and the policies. I know. Not about the power and the structure within the system. Philip, thank you so much. So people need to call the um, governor. And will it help to call the Senate? Yeah, call, call, this, call the senators. Come down to the Capitol and talk to people about it. Face-to-face works. Uh, call the people running for office. You know, you've got... Uh, 234 members of the General Assembly running for re-election. You've got Congress people running for re-election. You've got governors. You've got lieutenant governors. 
uh, call them all. You know, Trump's coming to Georgia on Saturday. I'd love to see, you know, President Trump and his six endorsed candidates, you know, fight against Abrams care. I mean, these are all, you know, political pressure is a combination of every pressure point. You know, it's not just one. And so we just need help. Thank you very much, Philip. I appreciate it. The uh, the um, the bill is HB 1013 HB 1013. It's happening in uh, Georgia. Look out. Something like this may be happening in uh, in your state. And it's all geared around mental health and extraordinarily dangerous. HB 1013 Georgia burn up the phones stop this from passing without you it will pass and be signed into law and uh and god help you hb 1013 